Hey, Explorers. I'm Estan. And I'm Justine, your social agent navigators here to guide you through the crazy world of social media in real estate. TikTok SEO is the easiest way to reach your exact target. And bonus, it's the only platform that creates an equal playing field to be discovered. Today, we are going to talk about what is TikTok SEO, Google SEO, and five simple steps to rank using TikTok SEO. Lots of SEOs there. <laughs> so, so much what SEO. exactly? Yeah, I know. SEO, SEO. <laughs> We're going to talk about SEO. <laughs> hey, this is like totally fitting. Like I'm in yeah. my classroom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So what exactly is SEO? Because I know, you know, when you're trying to do anything on any social media platform, SEO comes up all the time. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And it is the practice of optimizing your videos on TikTok to rank higher in search, just as you would use keywords and analytics to optimize the content on your website or your blog. You can also use these tactics to help your TikTok videos show up more in search. And it includes the results in TikTok and Google, which is awesome. So you use these tools really well. Not only is it going to help you show up on a TikTok search, it's going to help you on a Google search as well. That leads me to the next thing, because I'm sure you're going to say, well, wait, is TikTok a search al algorithm? Well, TikTok is a search engine-ish. Not technically, it's not, it's like, it's not like a, a typical search engine, but it has its own search bar, making SEO extremely important as part of their platform. In fact, Google's own data found that 40% of the younger generations primarily use TikTok and Instagram for search. So that's nearly half of our uh, Gen Zers, Gen Alpha, our millennials, half, almost half of those folks are using TikTok, TikTok and Instagram for search over Google search, which is insane. So it's a search engine-ish. Uh, that's crazy that you say that because that's kind of how YouTube be became a search engine, right? Like mm -hmm. still, it's still kind of confusing, but you can go, so essentially they, they are all search engines, but search engines for their own platforms. What I find interesting is that if you search in Google, any topic, the first thing that's going to come up is your YouTube videos. Uh -huh. So I wonder how long it will be until our TikTok videos and our Instagram videos start coming up on Google or, and will that ever happen? Like what is, what is it that's stopping that, I guess. I know Google owns, I believe Google owns YouTube, yes? Yes, they do. And that's so maybe me. that's what's stopping this. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I think, okay. um, so that's, they're always going to rank their own stuff first, obviously. Sure. Mm -hmm. So YouTube shorts are going to be ranked higher on a Google search than a TikTok video. However, okay. if you are a trending video or you're using a trending topic or an emerging trend, you do have the ability to show up in search, just like Pinterest shows up in search on a Google search. Okay. All right. So there's that option, but um, they're always going to prioritize their own stuff. They're going to keep it in the fam. Yes, they are. Good to know, though. All right. So 
TikTok SEO ranking factors. Let's talk about that. TikTok looks at the following things for SEO rankings. So these are going to be the things that their little algorithm is using in order to figure out who wants to see your videos and who to show your videos to. So one of them is user interactions. Are people actually watching the videos all the way through? If somebody clicks on a video and they're not watching it through, they're not going to feed more videos like that to that person, right? Or if they if TikTok thinks a video fits under a certain topic and then they start pushing it out to people who like that topic and those people aren't watching it, then TikTok is going to change a little bit and try to figure out what topic your video falls under. The next thing that they rank uh, that they look for is video information. So everything that is contained in your video can affect the ranking on TikTok. Literally everything. This includes your captions, your hashtags, your sound effect, your music. TikTok's algorithm literally looks for videos that contain relevant keywords in their titles and description, as well as in the videos that are covering trending topics. So I think a lot of us don't realize that when we're putting those captions in, like you said, you know, typing in the text in our videos that the algorithm TikTok is actually looking at that. There's keywords in there that are going to help TikTok understand where, how you rank in search engine optimization. So for instance, if I'm doing something hyper-local and I want to rank for Crystal Lake, Illinois, I should put that in a lot of my captions as well as in a lot of other places in my video. That's just one example. Another thing that they're looking for is devices and account settings. So language preferences, country types of mobile devices, categories you express, expressed interest in when you are a new TikTok user. I, so that I was like, so my, so I'm an Android user. I know you're mm-hmm. an iPhone user. When I was looking at that information, I was like, really? So am I seeing mostly Android users for people stuff first? Or is it just like, it's probably just when you're like a brand new account. But that one, I was like, I feel discriminated against for being an It is really interesting. I wonder why. Like, the only thing I can think of, I guess, maybe they, same thing, if they, they, they might have some type of algorithm where Android users like A, B, and C better than iPhone users. Mm, that's right? True. So if you're an Android user, you might be more likely to, let's say, I mean, let's keep it super simple. If you're an Android user, you're probably going to like using a Windows computer. Yeah. So they would be more likely to feed you Windows computer TikTok videos. If you're an iPhone user, they're more likely to feed you MacBook. So maybe it's something mm-hmm. like that. Like, down to the nitty gritty like obviously they're I I don't I wouldn't think that they would like you said like punish you for being or like segregate you for being like Android and iPhone users but maybe again their algorithms because you know how crazy and intense they are and they like literally know everything in the world there's certain categories that they would be less likely to show you because you're an Android user that makes sense so maybe I can totally see that yeah All right. What is not included? TikTok does not care about your follower count. So that is good news. Yeah, that's huge, which basically means stop thinking that you can't be a a TikTok user and get your videos shown to people. 
Like you have that opportunity every single time you make a video to hate to get people to love your video. You just have mm-hmm. to keep on making and trying new videos to get to the people that you like. And then all this other, you know, all these other things that we just went over, maybe the things that you're missing, right? If, you, if mm-hmm. you're brand new to TikTok and you're not thinking about your captions, you're not thinking about, you know, user interaction, all these types of things, maybe those are things you need to start thinking about. And so you, so you can start ranking, which means yeah. if you're ranking, your videos is going to be shown to more people. That's why we want to rank, right? Mm-hmm. I really like that. I mean, it's just, it's motivating. It's, yeah, it's so motivating and it just democratizes the use of yes, social media. So does. Yeah, it's just, it, it, yeah, there's none of like the cool kids or you're popular, you know, which is what on a lot of the other apps, you have to have massive followings to get the reach that you want. And TikTok just says, no, we don't, we're, we're that equal, like come as you are provide good content and it'll come basically build it and they will come. And you know what that reminds me of Estrella is that Mm -hmm. one thing that we talk a lot about for any of our platforms is you do not have to have a ton of followers to turn your followers into clients. So if I'm Mm -hmm. doing hyper local stuff and I live in a town of 40,000 people, guess what? I'm not going to rank all over the world. I'm not going to get like these viral videos probably, right? I'm going to rank in my area, places that are close to my area, but that's who I want. Those are the clients I want. So I Mm -hmm. don't need thousands and thousands of views. That's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is to reach our ideal client. So this also gives you that green light to not really care about your follower count. Mm -hmm. Just care about who you want to be reaching. And you know you're reaching them if you're using all those SEO ranking factors. Yeah, I just, so I pulled up my phone because I wanted to just make a point. Um, so I don't have an Instagram. Um, I'm not quite as in tune with as TikTok as you are. But so for Instagram, I only have 1,370 followers as of right now. But last year, I got four transactions from Instagram. That's What's crazy. 2,000, right? Wow. Like, so yeah. that's just proof right there that you don't need these massive followings to in the pudding um, exactly so now i want to talk about the uber secret google seo ranking factors google's just so secretive and i think they change it so often it's hard for people to know like exactly what's happening and it's the biggest secret in the world so what are the key things you should know for google seo ranking um, first one is keywords. So very common on the TikTok side of things. Um, so words are phrases that you're, that users are typing into a search for, search form. So we'll talk about like some tips for that as well in a little bit. Other thing that Google looks for is expertise. And the way that Google determines expertise is a really, it's kind of hard to determine, but generally, They look at how many other pages are linking to your page. So if you have like a blog or a microblog, or if your content's shared, so it looks at like shared stuff. So it's saying the more people engage with that content based on likes and shares and saves and all of the, that type of stuff, then it says, oh, okay, people are resonating with this information. So we're going to label it quote unquote as expertise information. 
Um, that is called backlink in case anybody oh, is wondering. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's called backlink, which you can actually just look up like how to create backlinks and Google knows if you're messing with them. If you just like create mm. backlinks like randomly, they know they're not like made by real people. Like it's hard for you have to have genuine backlinks, meaning like you can ask somebody like, let's say I wanted one of my videos to show up. I could ask somebody like Glenda Baker. We all know who she is, right? If I asked <laughs> Glenda Baker to like talk about me and then put a link on her blog, that would be a genuine backlink. But if I just mm-hmm. go try to like place my links in like weird spots on the internet, Google will know that it's not. Yeah. Me. Yeah. They're like, yeah, nice try, but nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the other way that um, one of the good things um, using social media like TikTok is that TikTok is seen as an authoritative figure because TikTok in itself has millions of users. And so because of that, you have a higher probability of showing up in a Google search too. So if you were to just post your TikTok content native to your blog, it would have a lower chance of popping up in search than if you were to go into TikTok and post that information. So same information if you use all the same hashtags. If you were to do it in TikTok versus native to your own blog, you would show up in search first through TikTok because it's seen as an authoritative source. So that's uh, interesting. So that kind of touches on what we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So it There's, would, so yeah. Sometimes this makes my brain hurt a little bit because I really try to like be like, wait, how? But okay. Yeah. It's just the Googler does it. Nobody yeah. Nobody really knows why <laughs> Seriously, or how. We just have to accept it. Don't ask questions. Yes. <laughs> just exactly. know the, the Google, the, the all, the almighty yeah. Google. The Oracle. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, okay. I'm Um, just going to accept it and move on. Yeah. (laughs) The next thing they look at is relevance. So, um, you know, is it a piece of content that's related to what users are searching for? If you are like, nobody wants to see a page on race car driving when they're looking for how to buy a house. So, obviously, you know, when they do that search for how to buy a house, if all of the other things um, are ranking you well, then you would probably show up, not the race car driver. So that's pretty self-explanatory how they're working with that. Freshness. That one is so important because this is why you need to be consistent in posting instead of posting a lot all at once and then going dead for a week or two, two weeks post all at once and then going dead because Google prefers newer content over old content because newer content usually is more up to date with what's happening with current trends. And it's just people like new, like anything that's new, it's just ranks higher everywhere, every platform, Google, everything. So this is where those scheduling, those scheduling tools come into play that we have talked about in previous episodes how to schedule mm-hmm. your content because as you know, we don't all have the time to be on TikTok like every single day. So if that's the case and you can batch record some TikToks and then have them scheduled to post throughout the next couple of weeks or the next month, that's going to be better than just like throwing five videos up on TikTok at once. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, that's so smart. All right, let's talk about how to TikTok SEO in five steps. Number one, <laughs> start with your audience. Knowing who they are and what they're looking for can help you create content that resonates with them. I had a very difficult time. I think all of us do as real estate agents when we're first starting out on social media. What do our clients want to see? Because I think the first thing that we assume is, oh, they want to see all these buyer videos and seller videos and these funny buyer videos and these funny seller videos. And that's not necessarily the case. So you need to know who they are, what they're looking for. And that includes like, let's say, again, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to that hyper local content. If you want people in your own town, other things that you can talk about are other businesses in your own town. You can talk about other parks in your own town. If you're working with moms, you can talk about moms in your hometown, or you can just do videos about moms. You can kind of have like a combination, but knowing all those things, hey, I want somebody who is interested in my town. I want somebody who is interested in mom things. I want somebody who's interested in places to go. So knowing that, okay, my ideal client likes going to local restaurants. They like going to local parks. They like watching funny mom videos. Then these are the things that you may want to put out there. Or they like tours of the local town, like the local neighborhood. They like tools of new, tours of the new construction. You want to kind of sprinkle in all of those things. So I just named like five things that one, one of my ideal clients could like and would possibly be interested in watching on TikTok. So that's just a, an example. If you're mm -hmm. already active on TikTok, you might already have a good idea of what your audience like, likes already. And if not, you really should consider taking some time to get to know them better. And again, I, I just want to reiterate that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I'm looking for buyers, so I'm going to put out buyer content. Oh, I'm looking for sellers, so I'm going to put out seller content. I will say a couple words of my advice. Your ideal client doesn't want to see funny, a ton of funny like buyer, seller, TikTok videos. I did the mistake of doing that when I first started. I don't want to say the mistake. People love them. But I noticed the people who watch those are other real estate agents. And mm -hmm. none of my clients are watching those funny like, oh, this is what happened at a showing or oh, this is what happened at this. There's some like you could say at the closing table or something like that. But those types of videos are often for real estate agents, not your ideal client. So it really is something you have to think about. And it took me a while to kind of like get a handle on that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like that you said that because I, when I first started on uh, TikTok and I'm still learning, it's just, I go in and I engage more with like real estate people and it really muddied up the content I was creating because I was being inspired by other realtors when I should be inspired by my client avatar. Like Love what is that. my client yeah. avatar? really need and want to hear from me. So I like that. I really like mm -hmm. that. Just like saying is just like how you make a client avatar. You mm -hmm. can literally do like, what does my client avatar avatar do on TikTok? Mm -hmm. That would be like a really fun, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like session to do, I guess. Like, and then oh, try you know to make... what would be, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, what would be kind of cool. Like on your other social media platforms, ask your avatar, your community, that's not realtors what are their two favorite TikTok accounts? And then you can go and Ooh, like follow it. them. And then that way, if like, if someone's like, cause I, there's like, and my kids are older, but there's this 
preschool, I guess, show that everybody, like a person, I don't know, if you're like working with moms, like in with that are in that stage, go follow. I don't even know. I'm not even going to pretend or guess, but like in my time with my kids, it's like Teletubbies and Dora. I just told you how long it's been. I've got toddlers, but like just look up those things and follow them and then relate it. So yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Another thing that number two on how to um, rank in TikTok CEO is to do keyword research. It is an essential part of traditional SEO, regardless of platform. So it makes sense that you should be doing it in TikTok as well. So you want to find out the words or phrases that are related to a topic. And there are a lot of tools that you can use to help you. Like if you're you're looking for inspiration or you're stuck, one of, and and these tools that I'm going to talk about are either free or very, very inexpensive. So the first one is askthepublic.com. So if your client avatar is new construction, like your buyers of new construction, you can go into askthepublic.com and and just type in new construction and it'll give you this whole wheel of questions that um, people are asking as it relates to new construction. You can even put in new construction Denver or new construction yes. Chicago and it will show mm-hmm. you the local SEO that is being sh- searched as well. Perfect. Yes. And it's a free resource. You can pay for the elevated access, but you don't need to. So use Ask the Public. The next thing I do to get an even more narrow focus is go to a tool called Keywords Everywhere. It's a Chrome extension. It's super inexpensive. I spent $10, I think like eight, nine months ago, and I still have credit. And so I use it for keyword research for all of my social media. And what it does is, so you'll go to ask the public, take one of the questions and say, uh, new construction communities in Denver and keywords everywhere ranks them. And and it gives you a green indicator. Is this a good phrase? And then on the right-hand side of your Chrome or your Google search screen, It'll also give you related keywords and whether or not they're good. And if they're red, they're not so great. And so then you can kind of say, okay, well, this is a good phrase to use. And then the next step is you would then use a tool called ChatGPT, a super popular tool right now. If you're not already a ChatGPT user, when you're signing up, it might say that they're not accepting new users. Just keep trying. They're just trying to add more space in the cloud. Um, but ChatGPT is an AI, artificial intelligence tool. And so you go in there and you put that phrase and you could say, create a TikTok outline for this phrase or give me three tips for this phrase. And ChatGPT will give you an outline with step one, step two, step three. And then you can take that and and make it yourself if you need to make some modifications. So now you've used keywords everywhere, ask the public so you know what people are looking for and chat GPT to create your content. So that's just general keyword keyword research um, that you can use on any application. The best way to figure out what people are searching for on TikTok is to use the TikTok platform directly. So what you're going to want to do is go into TikTok, open the search bar, and enter any of those keywords that maybe you 
Ask the Public, right? So you went to askthepublic.com. You're going to go and look for those keywords and just type in that keyword, just one word or phrase, and then look to see what search is auto-populating or suggesting in the remainder of your search. You could even say stuff like home buying and then just type in the letter A. Home buying, type in the letter B. And that'll give you tons of ideas because TikTok's telling you what people are searching for. So that's how you would use or how you would do keyword research within TikTok's application, which is even better. It's one step better than just general keyword research. So you've done the work to kind of narrow down this broad subject using tools like Ask the Public and Keywords Everywhere. You're bringing it down, going directly into the application, going into TikTok directly, using the search bar, and then doing those additional steps. So a good example of this would be, and let's say you're like super new to TikTok and keywords and all of that stuff. And this all seems just like crazy, confusing, and your brain's going to explode. One very, very simple way to do this is just open your TikTok app. Think of, like I said, let's just go with Chicago. New construction, Chicago, see what comes up. And just like Estrella was saying in that search bar, new construction, Chicago, space A, as if you're going to start that new word, new construction, Chicago, space B, and see what comes up. Then what you're going to do, let's say something comes up and it, you know, it comes up with new construction, Chicago, and it comes up with like a specific neighborhood or something. You're going to click on that and then see what videos show up. And then from there, you can see what kind of videos are being made and then save ones that you may want to, and I don't want to say copy, but save ones that you want to kind of do a similar one on your own. So that is very much how I come up with things that I want to do. Of course, I come up with my own ideas, but if I need ideas of what to do on TikTok and there's already people doing them, let's say somebody's doing them for Chicago and I want to do them for a town outside of Chicago, I can see what's working in Chicago. I'm going to save a video that's doing well, save 10 videos that are doing well in my little search. And then I'm going to go make TikToks very similar to them. So that is the beauty of this search as well, is this is going to give you ideas of what is working already so that you can then go repeat that. And I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to say copy, but we are in that age where we, that's how things go viral, right? We all copy each other yeah. and do it in a different way. So. That is how you it's end up with market research. Yes, you're not copying, you're market researching. But that's what I do. I save it. And then when I go to do my batch recording, I literally sit, I, I scroll through my saved TikToks and go, oh, I feel like doing this one today. Oh, I feel like doing this one today. And then I make my own that's very similar to the one that I saved. Uh -huh. All right. So number three on TikTok SEO and five steps is to add keywords to your content. So we just talked about all those keywords. The almighty algorithms in both Google and TikTok are always looking for keywords. So you want to use them in titles. You want to use them in your caption or description that is below your video. You want to use them on the text on your screen. Lyrics might even have something to do with it. Explanations. You definitely want to use them in hashtags. And this is the creepiest part of TikTok. You want to use them from your mouth. You want to speak your keywords. Yes, TikTok is listening to you. So you need to say your keywords out loud 
the algorithm prioritizes videos that have these keywords that are spoken. So again, it's very creepy. Our phones can do real weird things, but they can see what we're typing, see what we're talking about and listen to us. And they know what music we're using. So all of this goes into who they're going to feed our content to. So just think about all those things. What I really like about the, like where to add your keywords, I didn't know this, but they expanded the number of characters you can put in your caption or description. I can't remember what it's called, Mm -hmm. Um, but now it's 2,200 characters. So most, so the thing about that, if you think of how, well, I think of how I use TikTok, I scroll, I don't even read the captions, like captions on a reel or a TikTok or just anything like that. That's funny because I'm a caption reader. Are you really? Yeah, I always okay. read captions. <laughs> I only do if it's like drama. It's so funny. Like, I'm like, what are they doing? Who are they tagging? Oh my gosh, that is um, too funny. So I, mm-hmm. some of the TikTok videos that I watch are uh, about how to be like a great real estate agent. So I, I do, mm-hmm. I do read them. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. So we're two different yeah. types of, I, I, like, I like that though, because it's yeah. two different user experiences for us. Mm-hmm. Either way, don't put junk in there because TikTok's going to learn that you're just throwing in whatever and they're going to deprioritize your stuff. But you can use all of those characters, like put the information. If it's your outline for what you're talking about, put it in there because all of those keywords are going to be caught in that. So you have a your what you're saying on your voice and all of those other things. It's you have a higher probability of ranking. I didn't realize that when. I saw that. I was like, well, that makes sense why my TikToks aren't going anywhere because I am, I follow our lazy social media cross-posting strategy and I don't do a lot of that extra stuff. So I really should be. And I think that'll really help my account. So number four to help with your TikTok SEO is add your TikTok to a micro blog. So if you don't have a full-on blog set up, or even if you do, but if you don't, you can use a microblog. Blogging is a big part of ranking on a Google search. So remember when we talked about how Google is prioritizing content that is relevant and fresh, it picks that up from a microblog or a blog. But the key, because if you remember early on in the episode, we talked about just posting the content on your blog versus embedding or using the actual TikTok video, you want to make sure that you're embedding your TikTok video in the blog. So it's bringing in all of the ID and information from that TikTok. So there are ways when you create your blog to do that. We're not going to talk about that in this episode. That'll be for a future episode. But it's really important that it's embedded and not just, you know, sitting out there um, or a copy of. You really want to make sure you do that. And you want to make sure that the main keyword is in the title and your secondary or long tail keywords. So like a subheading or the first few words in your paragraph or description in your microblog. So when you're saying microblog, that is something Mm -hmm. that's new. That phrase is something that's new to me. And it made me wonder what that is. So we may have to do another episode all on Mm microblog. But I know I'm just sitting here kind of thinking right now, Google My Business. I'm wondering if you could 
because in Google My Business, you can just add local videos. So if I'm doing a TikTok on a neighborhood in my town, I'm wondering how it would work if that would be considered like a micro blog. Like it, if I'm yeah. posting about that and then embedding my TikTok on my Google yeah. My Business page. What are your yeah, thoughts on that this? Is, no, yeah, that is what a micro blog is. It's not. So if you think of a traditional blog, it's stories and like or recipes that it's longer form content, right? It's basically like a YouTube video in Word. What your Google My Business is just like a microblog. It's the small pieces of content. It takes you to different areas. That's what a microblog is. Another good example of a microblog is on TikTok, when you follow those people who do um, the Amazon stuff, like they're always using those tools and they say, go to my link. And the link is just a bunch of other links to their Amazon storefront so that they can get that revenue from the referrals. So that's a, a microblog. There's no other content than a website with a bunch of links to other things. It's just so you, another way to organize your stuff. So you essentially could even have a one page microblog, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere yep. like I could just have, yes. you know, a Crystal Lake, Illinois page and on it, I just post my TikTok videos and then cap, you know, copy. Yep. Okay. I love it. Mm -hmm. yeah, my brain, uh, my wheels turning now. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a new ish concept because of TikTok and influencers. It's a very wow. influencer type of thing because it's like an organized way or place to put all your links. I love that. It also reminds me of, this is kind of ra random, but I work in a place among people who are older and less familiar mm -hmm. with all this new stuff. And they're always talking about how, oh my gosh, these young kids, they don't know how to do anything anymore. They can't dig a hole. They can't build a house and yada, yada, yada. And what's our world going to come to? And I'm just thinking, yeah, because they're figuring out like, they're literally running the internet right now. And like yeah. technology, like they're busy doing other things like this, like figuring out how to be like, make a lot of money with Amazon links from the comfort of yeah. their own home. These people are thinking outside of the box and living on wages from thinking outside of the box. So yeah. I love that you said that like influencers and stuff, right? Because a lot of our influencers yes. are, are younger, are younger people. So yep. Love mm -hmm. that. Okay. Number five for SEO, TikTok SEO, five steps is track your progress. This would be the most difficult part for me because I suck at tracking anything. This is Estrella's field for sure. So if you have any questions, ask her about it because I'm really bad at this and very irresponsible when it comes to tracking anything. But every marketing strategy does require continuous monitoring. The way my tracking goes is it's more of like a feeling in my head, which that sounds crazy, but it really does work for me. Like a lot of my TikTok tracking, like, I can scroll, know what's doing good, what's doing not good. I can look over months and just kind of see. But I also don't think a lot of people would necessarily be able to do that. That's just like how my brain works. But track in the way that would work for you. You want to, you want to know who they are and what they're looking for, which can help you create content that resonates with them. If you're already active on TikTok, you may have a good idea of what your audience likes. If not, consider taking some time to get to know them better. And then tracking your analytics is the best way to see if your strategy is paying off. So when we're talking about tracking, we're tracking about 
we're talking about which of your videos is working well and, and mm-hmm. how is it doing it? Are you gaining traction? So that's when, when we're talking about knowing who your client is, knowing who your followers are and all of that. That's where this comes in, that tracking comes in. Like I said, I just kind of scroll through. I see what works and what doesn't work, what's starting to get picked up and what isn't starting to get picked up. I can kind of remember like which hashtags I've been using and all of that stuff. I'm sure Estrella would have a much more thought out process for tracking than I would. But just essentially, you do need to be paying attention. What's important too is don't get discouraged when you don't get the numbers right away. Because stuff does resurface a lot of times. Like there has been at least two or three occasions on my Instagram reel side where I will all of a sudden get a bunch of people liking a reel. And I'm like, gosh, that was like my old brokerage ago. Like that was so long ago that I posted it. But yeah, just don't get discouraged when you don't see the numbers right away. But you do want to see, so you're looking at views, obviously. And then you want to look at likes and saves. So you'll know that if uh, content is resonating with your audience or it's good key content, like tips that somebody wants to reference later when they're saving. So the more saves you get, a save is so much better than a like. So if you can get a save, that's like having five likes on a video. So it's really good to get those saves. And then um, you also want to look at your likes as well. So you want to look at your view to like ratio, because generally people double tap a lot on the social media platform. But if they're not liking, then they're probably not watching your full video too. So just kind of dig into it a little bit more. A lot of the tools that are out there that are paid tools um, that we talked about in a previous episode, but those tools will track that data for you over time. So it's just really easy to look at it on a dashboard. So if this is really important to you, it might be worth investing in one of those tools. At the beginning, don't worry about spending the money to do it. Just kind of like Justine said, like she just monitors and gets a feeling for what her audience is really uh, engaging with. And that totally works too. Remember, like I only have 1,300-ish followers and I got four transactions. So it's not about all of that volume or being viral. It's about adding value. So it's value over viral. That's my, my motto for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, one thing that you mentioned there too was the, I think you said like, I don't know if you mentioned it, but kind of watch time. So if you see people are dropping off of your videos after like two seconds, that's a big hint for you. Like this is not content my followers want to see. And you can can look at those insights within your TikTok app. Mm -hmm. So you can go to, you know, your different analytics and, and take a look at that stuff. But I love how you talked about that save. It's different Mm -hmm. than what we're kind of taught to look Mm -hmm. at, right? You want to get those saves. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right. So action items for the week. Our little action is to do some keyword research using both of the the methods we reviewed. So you're going to go to one of the platforms that we talked about, which were keywords everywhere askthepublic.com or chat GPT. And then also you want to go into TikTok and do some keyword research there. And for our big action, we want you to do a TikTok and add keywords to your content, like everywhere. So we want the keywords to be 
on screen and that Nani's being native. I don't know if we talked about that, but I know some people like to do the text outside of the app so that like it's on brand, which I totally get because we're really big on brand. But for SEO and TikTok, it needs to be native to the application because it doesn't read that the stuff created another app the same. And then you want to add the your description. You want to speak out loud. Use all of the keyword SEO tips and post it in our Facebook group. I want to see like what you are doing in there. And I want to like, I'll, I'll, I think it'll be cool for like both of us to look at it and say, okay, does your keywords match your content? And we can provide some feedback on that if that's something that you all want from us. Love that. Maybe we can post one as well. Yes. Yeah, I'll get my butt on the TikTok train. Yeah, I've been <laughs> taking a break, so I need to get my butt yeah. back on the TikTok train as well. Although I had, I did have a little bit of fun on our social uh, agent navigators TikTok. Oh, yes, I that posted. was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. I did something with like my little the old lady filter. Yeah, I loved it. it was really I don't funny. know. I, sometimes <laughs> I just have way too much fun with Snapchat filters. Well, y'all, this was fun. Tons of information. I know my brain is spinning with all of this content. So much good stuff in here. So may all of your posts have a journey of a lifetime. See you at the next destination.